706 and it is Wednesday and you are just uh, what four days away from the big day hope you got your shopping done and uh, this generally isn't the time of year where you're going to get sacked but sometimes it happens and uh, in case that is uh, come by your desk with a nice little package from your former employer you don't know what's going on with it 416-870-6400 star 640 on sale is the number you definitely want to try tonight as Lior will be here answering your questions over the next Hour on the employment hour. Anytime you haven't checked this uh, this out as well, severancepaycalculator.com. Or, uh, we'll get to that in a little bit and the mechanics of that, how that, uh, that bad boy works. It'll tell you an accurate number, dollar amount, as to how much severance you should be receiving. But we always start with the week that was. How are you, pal? Hey, Johnny. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure to be back here at our last uh, live show yeah. uh, You know, before the holidays. So happy holidays to everyone. Hopefully everyone has some time to, to enjoy and, and be away from work and, and, and relax and recharge those batteries. Uh, and, you know, uh, the unfortunate part is that uh, a lot of times companies make decisions early in the new year to let people go because it's a new year. They're They've budgeted or they are budgeting for the year. So it is January usually would be the month or a very common month where uh, changes are made, personnel are, are cut. Uh, and unfortunately, some of our listeners will find themselves in the new year in that position. So we want to educate here like we always do. We want to inform and advise people with respect to their legal rights. Uh, it's a very, very, very important stuff. If you're going to be in a in a difficult situation, you need to know your rights. And that's what we're going to spend the next hour doing. So give us a call if you have any questions, if you're concerned. Maybe you have just always been curious about something. Hey, give us a call. Happy to answer that. Start us off with a couple of uh, situations, uh, John. The first one, uh, Matt, I'll deal with. It was a. Uh, I, I'm working with a gentleman that had uh, had a job at a at a large manufacturing plant, large, mm-hmm. uh, large company. One day, out of the blue, employer comes to him and says, "We need to make some changes. So we're giving you two options. Option number one is you can stay here at this plant, but we're going to give you a different job that also pays twenty thousand dollars less." Wow. Option number two is you can relocate to another plant about an hour and a half away and go there and have the same job at the same pay. So whatever you want to stay here, take a pay cut, go there an hour and a half uh, and, and same job. Well, fortunately, this person was a listener of the employment hour. It heard us on the show for a long, long time and did the exact right thing. Said to the employer, well, thanks, but, but no thanks. I'm choosing neither option. This very much confused the employer. Well, what do you mean? I mean, we gave you two options. There's really no third option. Well, what are you going to do? And he said, well, there is a third option, and that is I'm going to continue with my job unless you tell me otherwise. Again, they were very confused, and ultimately they said, well, I guess you're resigning because you're not accepting either of our options, so you've resigned. Uh, and they gave him a letter saying you've resigned so long. We'll pack up your stuff and send that over to you and, and have a good life. And of course, that's when he called me and he said, was I right, Lior, that I didn't have to choose either of those options? And the answer, of course, John, as you know, hopefully by now and our listeners do, yes, that is 100% right. Of course, he didn't have to choose either of those options because both options would amount to a significant change to the terms of employment. Option number one, take a pay cut. Again, can't do that. Option number two is uh, move an hour and a half away. Again, can't do that. So in this situation, this was a constructive dismissal. This was a situation where he didn't have to accept the offer. And because he didn't accept he and they've let him go, now that's a termination. He's owed full severance. So really, he didn't have two options. He had three. He can relocate, he can stay for less money, or he can leave with severance. It's not a resignation. The employer doesn't get to choose uh, what you're going to do if they're, if they're the ones that are altering the terms of employment. 
So in this case, he had been with the company for seven years, seven and a half years. Nine months severance is what he's owed, and I'm helping him get that right now. So remember, for our listeners, if your employer wants to change of the, the terms of your employment in a significant way, you don't have to accept it. You can if you want to, but you don't have to. You have another option, which is to treat that as a constructive dismissal. Very, very, very important, John. And how about the surprise in the employer's face? Rabbit is good. Rabbit is wise. Learns yeah. from the show, right? They, they, they should have listened to our show as well. He yeah, did. That's right. He learned, but they didn't. Hopefully, uh, I'll be educating them very, very soon. Your phone calls, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. We're going to take a very short break and get into more of the week that was and your phone calls. Hopefully lots of stuff to cover tonight here on Wednesday evening, the Employment Hour Talk Radio, AM 640. It is 714 on your Wednesday night, also Monday nights here at 7 o'clock. You'll catch the Employment Hour here on 640. And uh, we'll get to our phone calls. As always, top priority. Got to Mary on the line. Good evening, Mary. Hi there. Um, thank you for taking my call. Sure. I work for a retail store that has uh, stores right across Canada and the United States. And the store that I'm currently working in is closing. I've worked for the company for almost 11 years, and they've offered me a package of four months severance. And I went to your website, and it says that that's not sufficient. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's not even close to being sufficient. So you've been there for 11 years. And what kind of a job? Years. What do you do? It's retail. It's sales. Oh, you it's do sales? Great. store, yeah. And how old are you, Mary? Uh, just turned 50 this year. Okay. Uh, so you're looking right around 12 months pay, okay, is what months. you're owed. So uh, unless my math is off, that's about three times what they've offered you. Yep. Uh, now, mm-hmm. when is your last day or have you had your last day already? No, the last day is at the end of January. Okay. So, and, and when did they give you notice? When did you find out about that last day? Uh, about just, uh, just over two weeks ago. Okay, so they gave you, uh, let's say, uh, a month's notice or something like that, or, or a month and a half. That's right. So that, just so you know, and, and that was in writing, by the way? Um, yes, it was. They gave a, a letter to each of the employees at the store. And, and beyond that, they also, once the, the January date comes, they're also going to pay you another three months pay. That's right. Um, or, actually, or four months pay. Four months, correct. Four now, the month or the month and a half of notice that they gave you does count towards your entitlements. So you're more, you're, what they're really offering is five or five and a half months, but that's still less than half of what you're owed. So okay. the good news about this is these types of matters are extremely common and very, very easy to resolve. So what I want you to do, uh, Mary, is give me a call in the office. Uh, John will give you the number just a moment, and the, we'll resolve it. Usually what, what I would do is I would simply send them a letter saying, I've been retained by Mary, I've reviewed what, they've, what you've offered her, here's why that's not good enough, and then we will engage them in a negotiation to resolve this. It's a simple process. Usually it takes a couple of weeks to resolve, uh, and given the fact that we're talking about potentially half a year's pay or more that's owed to you, to me it's, it's a very simple uh, solution here, and, and it's going to get it resolved. Okay, I will do that. I'll wait on the line. Thank you. Appreciate that, uh, Mary. That number, one 821 5900 Again, one 821 5900 So, uh, yeah, we were right in the middle of the week. That was. You have another case you were going to talk about before we broke, yeah? Yeah, we'll that's right, John. And this is actually not one of, of my cases, mm-hmm. but it's a matter that was in the news this week, and I did some interviews uh, on radio and on Global uh, just earlier yep. this week. Involved the, the guy that worked for uh, Wilfrid Laurier uh, University. Uh, he, he ran one of the cafes there for the, uh, for the student association, and he had posted an ad looking for a new employee. A new slave. And, yes. Right, yeah. And he said, yeah, I'm looking for a new slave, haha, and yeah. in, in brackets, full-time employee, and some other colorful language. The yep. guy's trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. When he gets called into a meeting and says, that's unacceptable, you're fired. 
Now, uh, the first issue here is really whether the guy was an employee or an independent contractor. They treated him as an independent contractor. Mm -hmm. I think he really was an employee. Uh, he worked for them uh, full-time hours. Clearly, they had control over what he did because they fired him because they didn't like his ad. So I think he was an employee. As such, he has rights as an employee. And I don't think that uh, putting a silly ad that's, you know, that's trying to be funny is cause for dismissal. Remember, we've talked about it before on the show, how difficult it is to establish cause. It's the death penalty of the employment relationship. Yep. It's the worst thing you could do for the worst offense. So to me, whatever he did does not rise, John, to the level of cause. And I've said that before in a number of interviews. And I think he could easily claim probably six months pay. He worked there for four or five years, I think. Uh, and I think he should, and I hope he does. Uh, I think they pulled the trigger way too soon. And many of our listeners would have been in that situation where their employer let them go for cause, supposedly, well before they were in the legal position to do so. Looking for a new slave. I saw that ad. <laughs> That's right. Hashtag, we're too sensitive. Uh, Peter here. Hey, Peter, uh, you're on the line. How are you? Hi, John and Lear. I am, uh, I'm terrific, but I will get better. Okay. Uh, but my situation isn't. Um, thank you for taking my call, first of all. Um, I'll try to be um, uh, short and to the point. Mm -hmm. uh, two weeks ago... Uh, the Saturday, we were having a meeting, and two days before, my boss tells me his boss wants to have a meeting with me, and I thought it was going to be with the both of them. And I jokingly said to my supervisor, am I being terminated? He says, oh, no, no, you're not. You're, you know. So uh, it, the Saturday came the time of the meeting, and I thought he and his boss were going to – he says, no, no, no. It's just you with my boss. So right. I go there and uh, I, you know, say hello. I, I asked how his uh, son was doing because mm -hmm. uh, he'd been in the hospital. And I, I shut the door and, and I asked the same thing. Am I being terminated? You know, joking to myself. Um, and he said, no, no, no. Now, it was about 20 to 10 in the morning. And um, he was chairing a meeting uh, with a number of other people in my position, uh, plus some other people um, that have a different title. And he said, uh, I have a list here of things to discuss. And I'm not sure if I should get into it or wait till after the meeting. He says, well, um, it doesn't deal with your uh, production and it doesn't deal with your performance. And so we went into discussing, and uh, things escalated, and I didn't get a chance to sort of defend myself. And he says, this conversation ends, and um, yeah, I was terminated on the spot the day of, of our Christmas party. Wow. Uh, yeah. Did you get a, so you get a severance? Uh, well, yeah, well, hold on. It's being offered, but here's my question. Sure. Do I have a case for wrongful dismissal? And if so, do I also have a case for my reputation being um, destroyed and for pain and suffering? So let me answer that, Peter. At the end of the day, what a wrongful dismissal is. The name is a bit misleading. Wrongful dismissal is simply a situation where you're let go without the compensation that's owed to you. So the fact that okay. they were jerks, and yeah, I think they were jerks, okay, the way they've handled this, certainly the timing and the way they did it is not actually illegal. They can let you go 
even if you've done nothing wrong, so long as they pay you proper severance. And the only thing you can, can go... Sorry, go ahead. sorry for jumping in. So then I used the wrong term, but uh, they have offered a package, and they said without cause. Termination yeah. without cause, and they're offering a package. But, uh, I mean, I've been told that, hey, maybe I should accept it because they're saying, oh, we're... We're trying to make uh, your smooth transition, but get this. They want to give me four weeks' pay to be quiet and not take it to social media. Well, Peter, how long have you worked there for? Two years, exactly. Two years, and what kind of job? What were you doing there? Sales. Sales, and how, and, and how old are you, Peter? Uh, 62. So you, you're owed probably close to six months' pay, not four weeks' pay. So I can tell you right now, you should not accept because this is a sixth of what you're actually owed. So you have been wrongfully dismissed, but not because they treated you badly, which I think they did, but you've been wrongfully dismissed because they've offered you pennies on the dollar. So, so yes, this is a wrongful dismissal, and you can pursue this. And then the good thing is we can resolve this pretty quickly. So I really do want to speak to you off air so I can help you get the amount that you're owed. So it's not four weeks, Peter. It's six okay. months. Okay? Very, very important. We're talking a lot of money here, obviously. So we really need to discuss and go over this so I can help you get what you're owed. Peter, I had to let you go, so we're uh, running out of time here. So uh, that number, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Lior can answer all your questions when you guys discuss a little later on. Uh, first, we'll have a look at AM640 Chopper Traffic for uh, Freedom Mobile. Here's Ari. 726 Wednesday evening right here. Talk Radio AM640 Employment Hour Monday nights, Wednesday nights. Answer all your questions, 416-870-6400. Star 640 on cell phone. So we're talking about severance in the construction industry. It's almost without fail. We get a call, at least one call every night we do the show. Somebody in the construction industry saying, you know, have I got severance or I was let go? I wasn't given severance. What's going on? So when it comes to severance, are there different rules that apply to employees working in that industry? You know, it's often the Wild West, John, when it comes to severance in the construction industry. Employers often believe that they can do whatever they want, whenever they want, and that there's no recourse. Certainly when it comes to letting people go, laying people off, uh, come back, reducing hours, etc. And they believe it's the Wild West, but it's only a belief. In fact, the law applies in the same way. Uh, it's just if you don't know that, that the law applies to you and, and you don't believe that it doesn't, then you're not going to take advantage of the law. But that's the the problem. That's a misconception. When it comes to termination and severance, that's what we're talking about. In the construction industry, your full entitlements are the same as if you were working in any other industry. Now, your minimum entitlements may be different. You may have less protections under the Employment Standards Act. But in terms of the common law, the protections that judges have created over the years for employees, they're the same. So if you lose your job, whether you're working uh, behind a desk uh, at a bank or if you're uh, working in the construction industry outside on the tools, guess what? If you lose your job, you're owed severance. Again, based on the usual factors, age, position, and length of employment. Your employer does not have new rights, does not have a right to, to just make you come and go as you want. And people are shocked to hear that. But that's the way the law works. And, you know, one of the big misconceptions, that's why you said that, John, we always get calls here. Well, it's because people believe it to be differently. So hopefully now our listeners know that if you're working in the construction industry, you get severance. You get the exact same severance as everyone else. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell is that number. Fred, good evening. 
How you doing, guys? Good, Great sir. Show. What's going on? Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, Merry all that. Merry Christmas to all you people, too. Uh, and I, a quick question. I understand there's been a class action lawsuit already done against the banks for, you know, the people they, they're working before their start time and work past their finish time. Right. If that's correct, does that stop an individual from going after a friend of mine was telling me that she was working at a bank. She just, you know, got laid off in the like October and she was not aware of the class action lawsuit. I've been trying to get her to phone you. So can she get a hold of you and go after it on her own or does it got to be a class action lawsuit? No, no, she absolutely can. And, and, and she should give me a call so we can find out if she has a case and, and talk about how to pursue it. So she absolutely can still do something about it if it's legitimate, if you can show that the, if she can show that there's amounts owing to her. So it's not too late. And I agree with you, your advice to her, which is to give me a call and, and let me find out more about her uh, specific situation, Fred. Absolutely. Thank you very much. I, she will call you. Thanks, Fred. Thank you, Fred. It's one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Just so that's clear, what is what is the difference between going part of a class action lawsuit and then pursuing your own rights on your own? Right. So, class action, uh, as, as the name suggests, you're you're part of a group, and and we have a system in Ontario which is very interesting, and that is if there's a class action started. And by the way, to start a class action, you only need one person. So, if you're oh. my client, John, uh, I can start a class action against someone, and everyone that works for that company. Okay, is a part of that that class action unless they opt out. So if I'm going oh, to start wow. a, a legal action against Chorus, don't worry, I won't, for not paying overtime to people, for example, ah. and you're my client, then everyone that works for Chorus is part of that class action unless they specifically opt out, which means that if I then recover X amount of money from the employer mm-hmm. to settle that class action, then I can distribute that amongst all the people that are part of this class action. Uh, it, it oftentimes allows people to bring... Uh, matters uh, in a more cost-efficient way right. and in a faster way. So uh, class actions often are, are more popular in the States, but they're becoming popular here in Canada as well. We'll uh, take a quick break. we got some phone calls lined up. Hang on the line. We'll get to you. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Lots to get through on this Wednesday night edition of the Employment Hour right here on Talk Radio, AM640. AM640, Chopper Traffic Now. Once again, here's our good pal, Ari. 416-870-6400, star 640 on Sal. Your phone calls. we got uh, some open lines you want to give us a call. We'd love to talk to you tonight. Ross, thanks for hanging through the break there, fella. How are you? Oh, very good, thank you. Good, sir. What's your concern? Yeah, I'm just calling about my daughter. My daughter is 38 years old, and she worked for a, uh, a legal department in a government, uh, the Ontario government. Mm-hmm. And uh, she worked there for seven years. In the last four years, she worked for a real tyrant. And uh, she had never had ever a mark against her on her uh, whenever she worked there, you know, for the year, oh, yearly performance. Right. She always had, a, you know, an excellent um, record. And uh, what happened was she was they were piling more work on her, kept piling more work on her. for, And she went to ask for help. And when she went to ask for help, they said she wasn't working smart and that she has to work smart, and they encouraged her to work weekends and after hours. She has two children, and she was married at the time. This happened just within the last few months. Anyway, uh, she, um, they said that she should have to work smart, so, and then they actually piled on more work. My wife and I, she's 38 years old, but my wife and I were really concerned because she was really uh, stressed out 
very stressed out. And one day, my wife said, "We got to take her to the hospital. She's just she's just too stressed out." So wow. we convinced her to take stress. I mean, she was having spasms in her face and the muscles in her face, and afraid of going to work. And so wow. we talked her into uh, taking stress leave. We went to the doctor. I went with the doc- to the doctor with her because she wouldn't go. Anyway, uh, the doctor put her on stress leave and recommended that she take some medication, which she said she wasn't going to take. Anyway, she was on stress leave for two months, maybe three. She went to go back, and they didn't answer her for three weeks. They never responded to her emails and calls. Finally, they did respond, and they said they had to speak to her about some urgent matter. And they, when she went in, the first thing they did is took her into an interview and fired her. Oh, wow. And so uh, she, she didn't want to take the stress leave because she felt she was going to be fired for some reason. Anyway, since then, my daughter met with one of her colleagues and has found out that the job that she was doing or trying to do was now split between two people. Not one person. And so, so obviously she was being overworked because now they have to have two people doing the job. That's exactly right. And this whole thing, her marriage split up during this whole oh my period gosh. as well. Ross, let me ask you the first question. Uh, was she part of a union? No. Okay. Listen, Ross, I, I can tell you, that if I'm going to tell you everything that they've done wrong here, then we'll spend the rest of the hour just doing that. I mean, totally. there's so many things. I mean, I, I, I literally, we could do a whole show just about what, what they did with your daughter. Suffice it to say that there's human rights issues here. There's employment standards issues here. Uh, there's termination uh, issues here. So I need to speak to your daughter, and, and this is a, an important conversation. There are significant entitlements that she has. She should not, under any circumstances, let them get away with this. They, they, they've really, really, really done a lot of things wrong here, completely illegal. So I, I hope that even though this has been a bad experience, obviously, for your daughter, that, that she takes it upon herself to give me a call off air, to allow me to help her. I promise you that I will. I understand this is your daughter. I have kids myself. I, I get it. I will help her. Uh, give her or have her give me a call. Let me talk to her. I can get her compensation. I can have her allow her to put this behind her in, in, a, in a proper way. Uh, don't let her be a victim. I understand that they have offered her seven months. Uh, no, there's more to more it than, than that. that. Yeah. There's much more to it than that, Ross. Yeah. And she should not sign anything. She should give me a call. At least allow me to talk to her and give her my thoughts. If she decides not to do anything, that's fine. But at least she should know what her rights and options are. Okay, I really do want to talk to her. Ross, I'm going to give you a uh, I'm going to give you a number here, Ross. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. And uh, that is just that is a fruit salad of wrong as far as an yeah. employer is concerned wow you know, we'll, we'll talk about that one day in the week that was you'll see yeah we'll get to that one for sure i think we'll uh, try to squeeze in mark here before the break hey mark how are you oh hello guys how yes, are sir. you good go ahead merry christmas you too so my wife uh the company she worked for was just bought by a new company she was given an employment contract and in that contract it was stated one week severance for every year, and it was the whole contract was based as the uh, minimum standards mm-hmm. for for from the labor. Um, right. Yes. So does that mean that's all she's entitled to is one week a year? Now, did she sign that agreement? She did. Okay, and how long ago was that? 
week ago. Yeah. Okay. So the problem is that, yes, she accepted it. And, and unfortunately, by accepting it, she may well have limited her future severance. So that may mean that if a month from now, as an example, the new employer wants to let her go, they would only have to pay her that week per year, which is a fraction, a small fraction of what you would otherwise be owed. Uh, now, to, for me to be able to say if that's enforceable or not, or if it's properly drafted so that it can limit her entitlements, I would actually have to see the document, and I'm happy to do that. Happy to have your your wife contact me, send me the document. But obviously, there may well be a problem here, and which is why I always say in, in situations like this, if you're offered an agreement, doesn't matter if it's by your existing employer or a new employer that's buying the business. Let me see it. Let, let, let me review it and tell you what it means. That may be something we can negotiate. In some situation, you don't have to actually accept it. Uh, if she accepted it, there may be a problem. Again, that number before we go to break, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred to get a hold of Lior when the show is over. You can also go to Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. More of your phone calls on the air. We have 7.41 here. We'd love to hear from you right up until 8 o'clock, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Have a look at AM640, Chopper Traffic Now for Entercare. Here's Ari. 744, wide open lines. You want to drop us a line, talk about your situation. We'd love to hear from you. Again, any time to get a hold of uh, Lior when the show is over is 1-855-821-5900 and Lior, L-I-O-R. At employmenthour.com, we were uh, speaking about severance in the construction industry, so I'm going to lob this one over the plate so you can just knock it out of the park. Quite simply, how is uh, severance calculated for employees in the construction industry? I think I know knock the answer. Knock it out of the park. No, no pressure there, right? <laughs> right. No, so, so the, the severance for construction employees is calculated exactly in the same way as it is for every other employee. We look at three main factors your age, your position, and the length of your employment. So as I've said before, the older you are, the longer you work, and the more senior a position, the more severance is owed to you. And that's how severance is calculated for non-construction employees, and it's how it's calculated for construction employees. So based on that, you're owed a certain amount of severance. Now, uh, that may not help you because you say, well, I'm 53, I've worked there for two years, what am I getting? Well, you can always call me and I'll, I can give you the assessment for, uh, individually, or you go to severancepaycalculator.com and you input that information, your age, position, and length of employment, and you find out how much you're owed. So just to be clear, John, the severance calculator, which is again, severancepaycalculator.com, works for everyone. It works for construction employees, for non-construction, federal employees, provincial employees, uh, whether you work for the private sector, pu- uh, private sector, public, non-for-profit, all works. So because of that, that's how you calculate it. There's no special rules that apply with respect to a person's full entitlements if they're in the construction industry. If anyone tells you otherwise, don't believe it. Also works for employers as well if they want to figure out ahead of time what they might owe an employee if they let them go, right? Absolutely. So many employers have used it, use it daily, in fact, to get an idea of what they have to pay to make sure that they're on the right side of the law and they don't have to face legal claims uh, for wrongful dismissal. So employers can use it, employees can use it. Uh, severancepaycalculator.com. You know, we talk about the term temporary layoff so many times, and again, ton of phone calls, people saying they've been quote-unquote laid off. Different rules, construction industry? So in some situations, there may be different rules when it comes to temporary layoffs uh, in the construction industry. Now, if you're working in the type of job that's uh, seasonal, that's clearly on its face seasonal, everyone understands it to be seasonal, then yes, you can be laid off during the off-season. So if you're uh, working as, as a roofer, for example, well, generally speaking, there's a season for roofers. Uh, 
so you, you, you may well be laid off during the winter months. Now, with a, a, a construction job or any job, really, that's not seasonal. You cannot be laid off temporarily. If you are, that is usually a termination, and you can treat that as a termination and get your full severance. But if you're working for a seasonal job, just like if you're a, a pool cleaner, well, you're not going to clean too many pools in February. So if you're a pool cleaner, the company you work for may well lay you off from uh, November until uh, April or whatever it is, because that's the season. So if you're not working in a seasonal job, the company can't simply say, well, you know, business is a bit slow, so we're going to lay you off and hopefully call you back down the road. If they do that, right there, you can treat that as a, a termination and get your full severance immediately. So in the years, uh, how common is it for, for you have seen the employers are working in construction industry losing their job, not getting severance or enough severance? I see this daily. <laughs> I see this every single day and, and, and twice on the weekend. I mean, it, it's that common. Yep. Uh, I see this all the time where employers letting people go, laying them off, uh, just not even contacting them and literally forgetting about them. Uh, because they think they can. They think that's the rules that apply or that forget not that that's the rules, that there's no rules. That's what they assume when it comes to employment laws, that that doesn't apply to them. So I see that all the time and I've done educating. I've done a lot of lectures on this. I've spoken about this on the radio as I am right now. So because of that, I need the, the public to understand. And, and if you have friends working in the construction industry and they're uh, in a situation where they've been laid off, have them give me a call. They have entitlements. They're really, really good entitlements. Uh, you just need to make that call. Uh, I'm always happy to help. The number 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell to get a hold of us uh, up until 8 o'clock tonight, Lior at employmenthour.com. We often hear this word as well, and that is job security. Is it real? What is it? Is it important? Well, it's extremely important, uh, John. You know, we we always make our decisions in our life, financial decisions, based on the fact that we have a job. So if I'm going to go buy that new house or even the new car or, mm-hmm. or uh, take that big trip, I do that because I know I have a job, right? And I know that I have a certain amount of money coming in every month, and I'm counting on that, and I'm saying, okay, if I have this check coming in every two weeks, then I'm fine. I can afford to buy this new uh, new, ho- new home, this new car to take this vacation. Right. Well, that's what job security is all about, because if all of a sudden we don't have that, all of a sudden we walk into a meeting and that, that uh, job goes away without us expecting it, then wait a second, I just bought a new house, or I just uh, agreed to make uh, monthly car payments of $700. Holy cow, how am I going to do that when I don't have a job? So you have to think about those things because in reality, John, there's actually very little job security that non-union employees have because an employer can let you go uh, at any time and for any reason. Uh, They just have to pay severance. So because we don't have job security per se, we have to make sure we get severance because that severance is the security. If I'm let go and holy cow, I just lost my job. That's terrible. But if I know I'm going to get paid for the next 14 months, that's my severance. Well, then that's maybe not so bad because that means I now have 14 months to find another job. But if I'm going to accept six weeks pay instead of 14 months because I didn't know any better, well, what are you going to do if you're not going to find a job in six weeks? Then you're going to be in real trouble because your bills are not going to go away, right? Uh, your mortgage is still going to have to get paid. Your car payments are still going to have to be made. So that's why severance is important because there's no job security in law. There simply isn't. An employer can't let you go at any time. 
severance is the replacement for it, and that's why you have to make sure you get that severance. Your phone call is coming up after a short break, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. you got a few minutes if you want to talk to squeeze in your question. Before we uh, go on the holiday break, uh, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Lots more. The Employment Hour is coming right up. Stand by. Talk Radio, AM 640. That's it. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. you got a few minutes to uh, call through, get a hold of us. Bill, good evening, Bill. Hey, Bill. Hello. Hey, pal. What's up? Yeah. Bill. Bill. Is he there? You got me, Bill? I got you. I can hear you. Hear us? No, we got no Bill. We're in Bill trouble. The bill Billy, has not been come paid. On, Bill, where are you, buddy? <laughs> okay, we'll put him on hold for a minute so we can get a hold of Bill. Bill uh, is gone. He's in the archives. Uh, Did I yeah. insult him? Yeah, no, you insult me on a daily basis, oh, and I'm well, still there you here. Go. You're yeah, still there here, you exactly. <laughs> That's right. So we're talking about job security. Um, Best way for an individual to increase the likelihood of having that job security, or what yeah, we call so job we talk, security. Exactly. Well, we talked about the fact that there really isn't job security, but the reality is you can increase the likelihood of, of, of not losing your job. And the way you do that is you make sure that you're not that when you start accept a job, mm-hmm. you don't accept terms that allow the company to let you go for cheap. Because if you agree to something that minimizes and reduces your future termination entitlements, the company is going to say, mm, who do we want to let go now? We need to cut someone. Well, wait a second. John, if we let go John, it's not going to cost us very much. John signed an agreement that allows us to let him go with two weeks pay. Well, guess what? You may then be let go. On the other hand, if they said, well, John's going to be expensive. We're going to have to pay him eight months pay if we let him go. Well, they may go to someone else and let that other person go. So when you accept a job, you don't want to agree to terms that limit your future severance. Uh, you can af- often negotiate that. If you're offered an employment agreement, come see me. Let me tell you what it means. You want to increase your future job security. Angelo, good evening. Good evening. Hey, pal, what's I'm up? Just, I'm an employer, and I run a small contracting business, and I don't think people realize how hard it is to, to run, and the margins are so tight. When I hire someone as a subcontractor, um, is there a contract I can get them to sign saying that they are a subcontractor and they say there's no work after six months or a year, they can't come back at me? Yeah, no, you, you absolutely, you should never, ever, Angelo, hire someone. Whether you hire them as a subcontractor or an employee, you should always, always use a, a proper agreement. That agreement minimizes liability both now and in the future, gives you flexibility, saves you money. So absolutely, I can help you help you create one. It's a simple document. You can use it again and again. You don't have to reinvent the wheel every single time. So give me a call off fair, Angela. I'll prepare a simple agreement for you to use with your subcontractor. Trust me, it's worth its weight in gold. Now, here's the problem with that, too, because then the government gets involved saying, is he a subcontractor? I mean, I tell him where to go. He right. goes, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's basically like a small company really can't afford to put people on payroll because it costs too much money, right? That's why it's not like that we don't want to, but it's very hard for us to, I mean, the government just keeps right. pecking at you, and there's no money left over. You know what I mean? So, so there's things we can do, Angelo, to make the person be a subcontractor. We can negotiate or put in the agreement terms that say that he doesn't have to necessarily work exclusively for you, that he can have other jobs, et cetera, okay. to, to protect you from that situation. Again, that's why it's so important to have an agreement. Give me a call, and I'll, I'll, I'll connect you with that. Angelo, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. 821 Jay, let's squeeze you in here before the end. What's going on? If you can do it quickly. Hi, Jay. Hello. Hey, how are you? Good evening, boys. Good. Uh, quick question. Yep. We, uh, my wife went on mat leave last year uh, in February. She works for a multinational company. She got called in last week to speak to her 
I guess, direct head. Uh, and they've dissolved her position. She was a very specified position. And they basically told her that uh, there's nowhere for her when she comes back. When is she coming back? How, how many months from now? Next month. Next month. Okay. So uh, they offered her severance? No. Oh. No they severance. Said, they basically said, we'll give you a job that you're going to hate. Wow. Well, and, okay. Uh, well, they, they obviously can't do that, Jay. Their obligation is to take her back to the same job. Now, if it's legitimate that that job doesn't exist, they're not just picking on her, but the job just went away somewhere because they got rid of it, then they have to pay her full severance. So she's been wrongfully dismissed. There's potentially some human rights issues here as well. And because we're out of time, what I, I, I can tell you is have her give me a call. It's very, very, very important. I can certainly help her get the full compensation that she's owed, okay? Jay, that number, one 821 5900 That's for everybody. Now the show is complete for this week. one 821 5900 to get a hold of Lior. Ask your questions and consult with them. That's the number you need, Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com through email. And if you haven't checked it out already, severancepaycalculator.com. Lior, wishing everybody a happy holiday. We're back with uh, with shows on the weekend, but next time we go live will be uh, the Monday after next week, whatever date that is. I just know it's not now. <laughs> How about that? Right? Happy holidays, everyone. We'll be back with the Employment Hour right here. Talk Radio AM 640.